What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Powerline Podcast. This is your host, Doyle. Um, if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, go to patreon.com slash powerline. Get on that. It helps us, you know, do this and do the zine and all the events, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, I got a cool guest today. Uh, met him back in uh, when he was in L.A. a few years ago. We were actually working a, a funny shit job together for a little bit. That was fun. Um, but yeah, um, that's, uh, that's going to be cool. I'm sure some of you guys know him. He's not a West Coast guy. He's uh, from New York, from Rochester. Um, sure you know some of the bands that uh, he puts out or maybe the band he's in. But yeah, um, real quick too, I want to say um, we announced the next Powerline Market coming up. That is going to be April 10th, Saturday. I think that's like three Saturdays from this Saturday. And that's going to be really cool, man. We got uh, Slam Records is going to have a booth, Revelation Records, War Records, Indecision Records, Salsa Verde Fanzine. Going to be some other people there too slinging stuff. We're going to have coffee, um, some food, all that good stuff. Uh, so definitely come out to that. And that's free. Um, wear a mask, all that good stuff. And yeah. But yeah, without further ado, man. Got my good bud here, Jared from uh, Sore Ear Collective and Troubleshooter. What's up, man? Hey, what's what's up, dude? What's going on? Chilling, chilling. And that was uh, that intro song was Ludax. I was trying to find like a something that I feel like you would probably probably dig. Yo, I love Ludax. That band was great. I, I don't have a alkaline. Record. I don't have a alkaline trio on vinyl, but. <laughs> 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 well you got you got me in the first 30 seconds so <laughs> you're like i'm out we're canceling this right yeah that's now. it man sorry it's over <laughs> well shit man uh how, how are you how you how you been this uh this past year i'm good man i'm just like working a bunch and uh i'm trying not to lose my mind so uh yeah, troubleshooter hasn't done much <laughs> since last march so um that's kind of on hold for a little bit until we all kind of reconvene. But uh, yeah, you guys put out a, a uh, you guys put out an EP. Uh, was it a demo or EP like uh, last year? Uh, it was so uh, damn. It was a single. Oh and right, right, right. That's right. Yeah. We so we started recording an EP and then COVID hit and we all kind of just were like, let's just wait and see what happens and. Uh, I think the the drums and my bass parts got recorded and that mm, there might have been like a scratch guitar track or two but that was like it so there's an ep that's like done you know like done being it's 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 written um and we had like seven songs or something but like it's just in the ether right now you know yeah um that's it and so. <laughs> um sorry 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 collective man it's like uh how long you've been doing that now you've been like you have quite a quite a like portfolio under you now um since fall or yeah october 2014 okay yeah so damn yeah man it it was it was weird it was like something i i wanted to do for a long time i was gonna say what uh, inspired you to like first start it so like i you know i've i've seen all the indie labels you know from being into punk and stuff for as long as i have been and um you know you, you see labels like lookout records or like the early epitaph stuff and and uh that was kind of what like my that was like my 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 basis was like oh you know like I, all these bands that i love are being released by this label or this label or this label you know and i had always wanted to do it and uh the the friend that i originally uh started it with uh my friend joey he and I started doing it together, and he he he's in the band Drews, and right. uh, which is, was the first the first release we did was the, the Drews uh, Target Weight cassette tape. We did like thirty copies in his bedroom, and uh, then went back and did like fifty more copies after those sold out really really fast, which was kind of crazy. Um, but we did that, and it really wasn't supposed to go any further than like two more two more tapes you know what i mean so and then it kind of just happened like i kind of started finding bands that either i was involved in or friends were involved in that um i really liked and was like oh like i definitely would like to do that like, do a release for you you know and uh yeah so it's it just kind of been a, been a thing since october 2014 and you know here we are now 26 
26 releases later so <laughs> damn man well yeah cheers cheers to that man that's that's great hey, thanks pal <laughs> and was that um i was gonna say was that tourniquet release that was the last thing did you guys do something for that um, right or no so technically the last thing that we have out right now is the sorrier fanzine which is like a, a like a a pamphlet basically and it's like an, it was an interview with um max cheney from the, the band devil's den okay and i just i printed up 50 of them and it's like it's the interview and it's also like a like a like a sawyer catalog where like i have an archive of every every release from like the first one to the the most recent few is that and is uh, that still on your guys uh like website or whatever oh uh, i honestly with that one i've just been sending them to like friends Word, and uh like, which yeah. i mean i yeah, then meaning to send you one, which <laughs> is a bad way to do it. You know, I'll tell you about it right Let's now. Go. But um, yeah, I've been like, so I've been sending them to friends, and if you like ordered anything from the from the website in the last year, uh, you're just gonna get one either at random or with your order from the last update. So um, and real yeah, quick, just was, to like, like just, what is that? SawyerCollective.com or Big Cartel? Uh, yeah, SawyerCollective.BigCartel.com. Cool. Com, and then yeah. Sawyer Collective on the grand too, right? yeah yeah i think i think we basically cover every kind of main platform of social media yeah so yeah how'd you you come up with that name uh you know i i don't really remember um i mean it's a good it's like a good you know everyone's got sort you know it's like you're you're either a earplug wear or not earplug wear as shows you know (laughs) I, I wasn't in earplug wear for like a long time. Like I just, I was like, nah, no, nah, it's okay. Fuck it. Like I don't care. <laughs> and within the last like handful of years, probably like four or five years that I've like noticed that my hearing has deteriorated right, yeah. from, you know, seeing five loud bands, you know, per show. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the name joey joey clark uh in from you know from drews came up with the name and, and like pitched to me he's like oh how about this we were trying to think of a name and i was like dude that's the only one that you, that we've thought of that i even like and um yeah it just stuck so right. it, it worked out pretty well i guess <laughs> and um i was asking you before so you're you're in rochester new york right now yes yes and, i and were you originally are you are you originally from uh upstate new york or no or i mean from new york uh so yeah yeah i'm originally from um i i, I grew up like an hour and a half south of here uh kind of in like a small city i guess um called Hornell, new york and okay. uh, like our only like real claim to fame is that bill pullman like the actor okay. is from there like like was born there and like i guess still lives there sometimes but yeah, so I'm originally from there and um, went to high school there and everything and moved to Rochester in 2011. Yeah, 2011 to go to college and stuff. So all my family's from here and I had a bunch of friends who lived up here from like, you know, meeting them from going to shows uh, when I was a little, a little younger. So yeah, it just seemed like the natural the natural progression for me at least. So speaking on some of that too, cool. what were some of like the first uh, shows that you went to like growing up? around there oh man uh so the first shows like i I really went to were like there were these so in hornell there weren't like punks you know there were like these kids who you know like who who were into like alternative type stuff but it was like more just bad metal Mm -hmm. you know i'm sure like every every small town has a bad metal band we had a bad metal band and they would uh (laughs) once in a while they'd book They'd book shows at an, at an Elks Lodge, you know. Oh yeah. And uh, I went and saw. Um, man, I don't. My my first band might have played this show, but I think the Red Death. Oh, okay. Who are like a band from from Bath, New York, which is also super close to Hornell, but um, the Red Death were like a you know a band that did stuff. They were on like Metal Blade or something. Yeah, I re- I remember is, them. Yeah. Yeah, I always mix weird, them right? and the like, red cord up. Oh, I dude, I used to do that all the time. But I'm like, oh, the red cord. I've seen that band, and I was like, yeah. no, I haven't. It's that's a totally different band. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, we. So like they, those those dudes from this from the band Hornell would book shows at this Elks Lodge, and we, uh, 
my first band, I think, played the first show that I went to because, you know, I was like 15 or 14. So I was young and it was we were just like an Operation Ivy, Minor Threat, like kind of ska punk, but hardcore band. Word. And it was like fun, you know, but whatever. Uh, we, were, we were called Artificial Life. So it's definitely like an Operation Ivy homage. It sounds, yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, that was like the first show that I went to there. And I, we there were like a, a handful of other shows that those dude, those same older dudes from that band did that I, that we all probably went to the four of us who were in the same band together. Um, but then moving up to Rochester, like starting to go to shows in Rochester, I went and saw my, the first time I, I went to a show in Rochester was, um, Polar Bear Club. It was like their, uh, okay, dope. yeah, it was like, so they're from here too, but it was like their record release show, I think for, uh, their first bridge nine record. I believe, dude. What's that one and album? Them. What's that one album where it's like the green and like fluorescent color, like fluorescent pink or something? Where it's like, yeah, uh, you know so what I'm that's about? so. It's one they're like like their is, first or second or something release. I think that one's chasing Hamburg, which I think was the second one. The first one good. was uh, sometimes these things disappear. Those were good. Stuff. And uh, yeah, those, those are their that band was great. Like I loved seeing them. I saw them like more than any other local band. Uh, but that first show was them forfeit from Syracuse. Sick. Yeah. Oh. I, just, I, I oh. that was one of the first times you and I bought it was over forfeit. I believe yeah, bro. That fucking, um, uh, yeah, that for that EP dude, everyone knows that, that band was great. That dude, that band was super cool. And, uh, getting, that was the only time I ever saw him too. But like, I, I saw him was like, this is great. You know, this is everything I love about a hardcore band, I guess. We're moshing. We're uh, it was moshing. them forfeit. This band, Like Wolves, who are like my favorite Rochester band. Dope. Um, and then a band called Claire Danes, who were really cool too, but they were like a, like an emo band. Um, <laughs> that sounds sick. Are they like, yeah, that was, like a Norma Jean ripoff or something? Like, <laughs> no, my, yeah, no. They were just like a. Claire they were just like Danes. A, um, hilarious. I just uh, love that name. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were, they were cool. And they're all, they're all, they were all like dudes that I know now too, where I'm like, oh, remember, the, remember, the, remember, the, remember Claire Danes? And they're just like, <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was my first. That was my first show in Rochester, and uh, it was super cool. And it kind of like changed how I like want like everything I knew about trying to like play shows and stuff. It was just it it changed how I felt about it, and I was like, oh, this is awesome! Like this is what I want to be a part of. So yeah, moving to Rochester was just like the 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 easiest choice I could ever make when looking to like move out of my like small city right and uh, it just felt right you know so yeah it's pretty cool i like it a lot yeah was there like uh was that the moment or was there a moment that you like started to like really you're like okay this is my thing like hardcore or like at least like just underground music like like okay i i found like kind of my my niche well so Growing up in such a small like area, you know, you don't. There, we didn't have like a mall or anything, or like a record store. We had like a Walmart and like a grocery store, like a bigger grocery store. Um, Wegmans, I guess. If anyone else knows who that what that is, I'm sure people do. But uh, we had a Wegmans, and then that was kind of it. So I had to like, you know, use Interpunk and use like Angry Young and Poor and like these different sites to like buy things that I wanted, you know, and. Uh, like records and CDs and and, and stuff. So, like, I'm only 28, so, like, you know, MySpace and stuff, that was a big gateway for me to getting into, like, local, like, Rochester bands or, like, Buffalo bands or something. And, uh... Or it was always exciting on... it It was always exciting on MySpace, like, finding a band, like, even, like, far off. I remember, like... I always remember, like, I found uh, Mother Mercy on MySpace once. And Ooh, I was God, like, that so good. Yo. And, like, I remember showing everyone else, like, yo, yo, this is sick. Dude. Yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah, Mother I Mercy, that that was great. <laughs> yeah, looking at, say, like, but, yeah, uh, band's top fours or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, the, the, the top front has really, really helped, uh, helped me find a lot of bands that I liked a lot from, you know, other bands that I already had found. Um. But yeah, no, like MySpace definitely helped me kind of find the the things I I eventually would would fall into liking because I, I you know I I like bands like Op Ivy or the Suicide Machines or like you know like a lot of early Scott Punk stuff and then like 
obviously loved Alkaline Trio and Green Day and Rancid and, and, and the kind of your gateway bands. But then it's like I started getting a little older and was like, oh, you know, Minor Threat or SSD or like Reagan Youth make a little more sense to me as I'm aging, I guess, than, you know, this band singing about like Screeching Weasel singing about like cool kids. I don't know. Like, right. No, I feel you. Yeah. And then it seems too like you kind of dig some of the, which I always like too, some of the more darker side stuff or more like not melodic but like say like uh converge or tragedy or like uh totally. the banner or like bands like that i feel like that's like really your up your alley yeah i mean i, I you know it's, it's weird like i i had this kid that i knew in high school who uh played drums in like a a, a pop punk band that i was into um and he like loved Converge, loved Comeback Kid, like all these bands, you know, like bands that were like the more modern hardcore sound. Yeah. And it didn't really make sense to me because I just thought it was like, at least at the time, like at fourteen, you know, I was like, this isn't this isn't what I care about. This is this is too loud or too, too too, too, I guess too complicated, you know? Because like right, because you were listening to like what hard. like you were saying like Minor Threat and SSD, like very like straight ahead stuff. Yeah, totally. Like. You know, I thought that band like Converge was just too too much at the time, you know, and uh, I ended up coming to really, really appreciate and really like those bands after giving them a fair shot, you know, because it was like, oh, this is still a punk band. This is still a hardcore band, but it's just done a little different. It's a little more fine tuned, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, like my, my mom, my mom was always into like um the, like the Depeche Mode or like OMD or uh, like The Cure. So I kind of got lucky in that sense when it came to like a little bit of a darker sound where, uh, you know, she she kind of passed on like a, a couple old mixtapes that she had to me as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I liked those bands because of that. And uh, that then I started finding bands that were like, oh, you know, like, I, case in point, like a band like Alkaline Trio where that band is a punk band you know but they also have like influences like the cure or the smiths right. or like yeah you know the chameleons so um that that kind of helped me find like more of the the sound that i that really resonated with me i think and uh yeah it kind of just went from there like i would find you know i found a band, i found cursed and i was like whoa this is this is my band you know and then i think i found american nightmare and was like oh no this is my band yeah, dude. <laughs> so I think I think having getting a little older and having my my ears go from being like young little kid like I really want to play fast and I don't care how messy it sounds to being like oh you know I actually I actually play an instrument like I I want to become a better musician that's I think what really pushed me to like finding different stuff and finding different bands is still in the hardcore and punk realm so yeah no I feel you Damn, dude, speaking of uh, American Nightmare, I was watching, like, a live... I'll watch, like, some live sets and stuff, you know, online. And, yeah, I wish I would have saw him... I wish I would have saw him earlier. Um, I love love that, which, like, they kind of were on the wave of, like, creating that, like, that style of hardcore, like, that early 2000s, like, like youth attack, but still kind of... Yeah, I don't know. Love that shit. Yeah, I I mean, like... No, no, go, go. Sorry, no. Uh... I don't know. Yeah. And was there a band that like, you know, I, I had seen the name a bunch and like, um, it's actually really funny is my, my first, my first time seeing like Wes's name was in like, uh, I think it was in like a Fall Out Boy lyric booklet that I, cause I, I bought a CD as a kid, you know, and it was like, Oh, lyric inspired by, you know, Wes I sold of, it didn't say American Nightmare or some girls or anything. It just said, I was like, Oh, I don't know who that is. So whatever. And then I bought, Punkorama 10 um which had a some girls song on it and i saw that saw that name again and was like what 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 is like who is this night and then i obviously got into them later on but uh yeah like all of that that like that band to me was like oh okay so you can you can be like pissed off and 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 you know angry about these things but also have a really creative and poetic way to say it yeah and um yeah, I think it just it resonated super hard because I was like, you know, I, I like the Smiths, I like Morrissey, like I like these bands that also are influenced, you know, and have influenced American Nightmare. Yeah. And when I like, you know, got I think I got uh, we're down until we're underground um, first, and like 
bought, I think I bought it at a used CD store and like went home and popped the CD and was like, oh yeah, this is, this is the shit for me. Like, this is exactly what I need. So yeah, they, yeah, they came yeah. out too. They came out too at one of those times, like where I was just thinking about it, where it was kind of like a peak of like tough guy, hardcore stuff and hardcore yeah. was kind of on a transition period. And, uh, yeah, no, those, those, uh, first few records are great, but I was going to say, speaking of, and, um, I think when I, we had first met and we were talking about hardcore and music and stuff, you had told me you were doing merch for Cold Cave, which is Wes's uh, other project or whatever. How did you like yeah, start? Yeah. Um, how did you start doing merch for them and going like on tour with them and stuff? Uh, well, so while living in Los Angeles, I was in a relationship with somebody and they they worked for Heartworm Press, which is uh, Wes's um, label uh, imprint. Oh right, I checked. And out. yeah, Heartworm Heartworm's been around for a long time and it's done a lot, a lot of really cool stuff. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I, I just you know by chance uh, was able to go on this tour. I think I think you and I yeah we we were definitely working together because I I left work for like a month and a half. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I just happened to be able to go on this tour and they asked me if I wanted to like basically tech, you know, like set up, set up everything on stage for them and, uh, do merch if I, if I, if I, you know, needed to help with it. And, uh, okay. So you're teching too. Of, I thought it was, uh, just merch. Yeah. I was, so I, I teched on the, um, the, the first U S tour I did with them, I teched on a European tour uh and and then since and i like helped help them merch with for those shows and then i also anytime that they basically do the west coast or east coast i'm sorry uh i'll usually do a few dates with them on the east coast um the last couple tours the last day end tour which happened last year i did the first four four shows i think mm-hmm. and uh the cold cape tour in 2018 i did four or five shows with them so Dude. Yeah, I got, I got just basically just got lucky and um, you know made a friend who you know <laughs> liked having me around for some reason. So yeah, super nice guy, super cool people, good people to work with, good people to like chat about all kinds of stuff, stupid stuff with. So dude, yeah, one, very lucky. Uh, one show, yeah, that's awesome, man. Dude, one show I was gonna say I was bummed that got canceled just before COVID was. Uh at the Fonda here in Hollywood, it was, uh, American yeah. Nightmare and, uh, Ceremony. Yeah. I think, that, I think one other that tour was really person cool. on there too, but yeah, I was like, fuck. Yeah. That tour was, that tour was really cool. Getting to see, getting to see both those bands, um, like four nights in a row was really awesome. Like I've loved Ceremony for a long time and, uh, that band's obviously progressed into a really cool, unique sound of their own. And, um, yeah, that was like a really, really great to like be able to witness two really good band two bands that are really good at what they do oh so you're like on that you were on that before i didn't realize it was going already that tour before it hit los angeles so you were on that already yeah damn yeah yeah the the tour started in boston oh, okay and uh so I, it was like valentine's day weekend or something gotcha. and um yeah, it started in Boston and would have ended in California. And mm. I couldn't get, uh, like, with my job, we have, like, a pretty small crew of people. So I couldn't get more than, like, four four days off of work. So I had to, like, just, I could only just do those four shows. And then I was like, well, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> see, you later, see you guys later, you know? Yeah. Damn. Well, yeah, I know a lot of people had to do the, uh, they were all kind of cutting their, cutting their losses when they had told they uh, had to go home. Yeah, basically, like, I, it was it was crazy to see the amount of people, you know, like, bands who were on tour, when everything kind of hit the fan, uh, just like posting, like, you know, pictures or whatever on Instagram of them being like, well, driving all the way across the country. It's right. like, oh, shit, that sucks. Yeah, I think I had a couple homies who were, who were on tour in like the Midwest, I think. And we did like one, they did like, they did one uh. last show here, like when she wish it ended but yeah where where were you at when um everything like really went down and i was gonna say like how how are things over there in your neighborhood and stuff been have they been too crazy you've been good or uh so when it's actually really funny is like when uh things started like like 
tours and stuff started getting canceled and like people started like taking it seriously uh katie my girlfriend and i we were like at a bar like just drinking like having beer beer like beers after work you know and um we were like talking about something and i was like oh that won't get canceled you know, and I, and I like pull, I pull out my phone to like check the time or something and like oh, opened Instagram. And the very first thing I saw was like tour postponed. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I spoke too soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, things have, things have been cool. Things have been like obviously a little stressful when everything first started last year. Um, but last summer was really nice. Like, you know, things were obviously still people. Try, well, I won't say everyone, but everyone trying to be safe because you have people who are just selfish and stupid who don't care. But right. um you know, things have been like things last summer were pretty good. Like uh, things eased up a little bit. And, uh, you know, then winter rolled around here, which upstate New York winters are notoriously shitty, which is something you just get used to living here, I guess. But, uh, you know, when winter rolled around again, rates and, you know, cases started going back up and it got kind of bad again. But I think we're, I think we're on the upswing now. I think people are, you know, hopefully all trying to get vaccinated when they can. And, um, yeah, just real, real hopeful that we can return to some sort of, you know, normal life sooner than later, I guess. Oh my God, dude. I know. I'm like, I'm really trying to not, uh, I don't know. Like I'm just trying to chill. Cause I don't want to get too excited before, you know, anything, you know, just kind of, totally. weird. but, but what, yeah. How do you feel about everything right now? It's weird. It kind of does seem like it's exciting and it seems like, Hey, this could be like light at the end of the tunnel. You know, we're getting yeah. there, but who really, who knows at this point, you know, a lightning, no, stri- a I mean, lightning yeah, strike exactly. could come down and be like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I hope know, not you, though. You, knock you on wood. Not. We're knocking on wood people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I feel pretty good. Like, I think that, you know, I think people have obviously taken it, taken it seriously in the last six months or so. And, totally. um, you know, I fingers crossed, like, you know, like you said, fingers crossed things stay, stay safe and stay good. But, you know, I, I'm seeing I'm seeing people in bands and stuff like kind of start announcing tours and start doing like planning for it later in the year. And that's that's really cool to see. Um, I had a band hit me up uh, about a date in October and that was like, ah, it's really far away. But it's like, well, it's, I guess it's actually not that far away. And especially if they're trying to, like, you know, plan and make sure things are safe, like probably better to start now than than wait right dude um, same and it was such like i don't know i got so excited so because someone hit me up to yes. like a date in august and october and i was like Ooh. but like yeah, also at the exactly. same time like one like yeah it is it seems far away but then not and you know and then oh i hope it ho- hopefully we are there and it's all good you know but yeah i mean you know like you kind of don't, you think about it being far away and then you're like, Oh, I guess, I guess, you know, it's almost April. And then you, at the end of the April, you'd be like, Oh, I guess it's almost May, you know? So I guess it's yeah. good to like plan now. And <laughs> if they have to like cancel, then they can cancel. And it's like not a big deal, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's really nice. I think it's, it's cool to see people trying to like, you know, plan out the rest of their year and everything. And um, yeah, you know, just fingers crossed things are <laughs> getting back closer to normal than they have been in a while so i know dude it's weird i think we we all need it um i think they're saying like i think the country right now is at like a 20 percent vaccination like everyone okay population wise so that's that's good to hear it has me stoked you know it has me hopeful (laughs) yeah you know hopefully we get to a point where it's just like pretty much everyone's good and then like we can just kind of roll out and whoever's left it's just like whatever and we kind of just move on yeah i don't know hopefully yeah hopefully we get past this totally but yeah i mean like but it seems like things are kind of getting you know brighter now not to you know be jumping the shark on anything but it's 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 nice to you know uh see some things starting to brighten up in the in the news well kind of some night not in the news kind of recently but yeah well well but yeah no totally i totally feel that dude like it's it's cool to like you know have a little bit of hope that things are gonna uh feel a little better i guess for which just uh (laughs) i wanted to just talk on that i guess for a second because um yeah i don't know it just feels like a weird 
feeling with the shooting, the past two shootings that just happened recently. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know, dude. It's just like, at the same time, we I feel like we are hopeful for, you know, a positive future. And I do really think things are going to get better. And, you know, maybe there will be a somewhat renaissance period after all this. But, God, it, it's it kind of the past couple of days especially it's been kind of crushing down on me this like this transparency of like just like i mean i guess there's always been corruption but it seems like there's more now yeah. and it's transparent and like they just don't give a fuck and it's like wow and it's just like crazy and like you know you just see that guy who is the shooter and like if that was a black guy he would probably have been like shot like you know in the street outside yeah exactly. but it's like uh, it's just so uh, disheartening sometimes, but you know. I think we I think we live in an era where, um, you know, things things are are spoon fed to us a little too easily. You know what I mean? Like via yeah. our phones or via social media. Oh, so it's totally. like we're turning into a Wally fucking generation. Yeah, right? exactly, dude. It, that's that's exactly it. Like I, you know, oh, I, that movie is uh, too scary <laughs> sometimes. Bro. Oh my god. <laughs> But no, yeah, I feel like, you know, we live in an era, a weird, a weird time where um, things are just given to us and, you know, we're either expected to, like, just take it or, you know, make, make, make some, some kind of statement or stance on it. And I feel like as, as, as much good as social media does, it also is, is a bad, you know, thing, which, I mean, everyone, everyone totally. says that, but I just like feel like the, that's how it yeah, is, Yeah, the you know? echo chamber thing and shit like that. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think that, like... Because you know, I get out there, I, I protest, you know, I try to be match physical with online, you know, it's like, you gotta... Yeah, you gotta exactly, like, you know, we, I feel like we uh, can can only can only do so much behind a keyboard, you know, and like, I, you know, I can't say, I can't sit and say that I'm the most politically active person, but, you know, I have a lot of very strong beliefs, and, and I, when I see people that I'm friends with, um out protesting it's like that's really cool like it's cool that like you know like the the punks you know that i'm that i'm friends with i that's sounded stupid but people (laughs) (laughs) in our scene (laughs) who are out doing and doing and being active it's like really cool because you know it kind of makes you think that like okay so these people didn't forget what this is about yeah you know what i mean like these these kids didn't forget what this kind of all stands for you know what i mean like and I think that's really cool to see. And I think it's really cool to see that people uh, actually care and are doing something about it. Hope you know, for the most part, instead of just like talk, you know, t- talking the talk but not walking the walk. Yeah, totally. And uh, you know, I'm not trying to be gloomy with this topic. I guess I just I just want to bring it because this is real. You know, it's like you you can be yeah, po- totally. you can be positive and live a positive life and also realize like what's going on. You know, but um, yeah. But like I think uh, I'm misquoting, but Martin Luther King said like you know like the the the, the rod of justice you know you know I forget what he said, but like t- it takes a while sometimes, but you know it bends to to fairness. So like I don't know you know through history there's been a lot of dark fucked up times. You know maybe we're just in you know the uh, period of that we're, or or on the yeah ed- hopefully on the exit <laughs> hopefully on the exit out of that. But yeah, I mean. Hopefully, hopefully, some divine fucking miracle fucking shuts yeah, I mean, some of that shit know, down. Like it's, no, it, it's funny to like, you know, hear someone say like, you know, I'm not trying to be dark with it, but it's like, well, you know, we live in a dark time and things are scary, but you know, you, you try to make the best of it and do the best you know you can to like help the people you care about or the people that you know mean a lot to you or the people that you know the, the people that are doing what they should be doing, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I guess, too, I just, like, talk about it, too, because I just like to talk about things so it's out there. You you know, you don't want to bottle things up. Like, you know, talk with a homie and, you know, you know, shit's, you know, can be frustrating, but, you know, yeah. I think it's it's one of those things where, like, you know, sometimes we have to come to terms with the reality of, of, of what we live in. And the last year, obviously, has been pretty bleak yeah so anything you know that can kind of shed a positive ray of light i guess is a good thing and uh i'm not the most positive person but like 
you know, you tr- you try to see the good in things. And totally. like you said, hopefully we're at the end of the tunnel with a lot of things that are going on. Yeah. No, I feel you because I feel like, you know, me and you both can understand when you can like be in like a fucking dark, depressive state and just be in there. And I feel like now both of us are like at a more mature state where like more, more, more positive and more like productive and just like a sense of the being, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, no, we'll, totally, we'll, totally, we'll push like, through and like, no matter what, I mean, there's been dark times through ever, through whatever. And it's, you know, people always, you know, get through. So they, per- they, they persevere, they push on. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and I think too, like, uh, I don't know, hopefully things start to get lighter and, you know, possibly shows in the soonish or near future. And maybe, uh, we can start we can hug each other and have a, have a good time. <laughs> yeah i'm 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 waiting for it dude <laughs> but yeah i don't know i guess i just want to touch on that for a second but not get not too, totally too, i'm too all dark, about that that's great yeah but uh yeah no i think uh but the news too is just fucking weird i never watched the news but um because that shit's like my fucking yeah. parents will watch that shit and i'm like dude turn that shit off <laughs> yeah i mean i you know for a long time like when i was a little younger like i would i would watch news frequently and, and try to be as informed as i could be um, and like in, in, as I've gotten older, I, I've, I've tried, tried to watch it less and less, but, um, you know, in the, in the last year or so, it's like, we, you try to keep as current as you can on things that are going on because it's, it's you know, it's, it's scary. Like, it, you know, a pandemic is a scary thing. Like there being people out there who are essentially just terrorists out, you know, blowing people away. That's scary you know and uh you try to just stay informed as much as you can and, and try to not let it consume your life but sometimes it sometimes it, probably, it just does so <laughs> yeah no i feel you man but uh yeah i guess that's just uh you know one on that but yeah just stay stay informed you know be productive get out there but yeah we'll we'll, we'll get through this period I, I think there really is gonna be like a fucking dope fucking like renaissance period after this and you know, live music's gonna, you know, I think will be rejuvenated and, you know, everyone will just kind of win. Yeah, that's, that's what I think everyone's really hoping for and gunning for right now. You know, I think it's, that's the, uh, that's the light at the end of the tunnel for a lot of people that I'm sure we, we know and people we, you know, obviously don't know, but are, are all involved in this weird (laughs) thing that we all love. Yeah. Totally, man. Um, <laughs> what do you, uh, have you been working on anything um, as far as like for Sore Ear or Troubleshooter during uh, this like past year? Or anything um, like coming yeah, up so, soon? So I'm actually, so I'm in a new band with a few friends. Um, and it's like, it's one of my friends, my, my friend Scott from Troubleshooter. He, uh, they do vocals in Troubleshooter and uh, basically bass in this band. Um, I play guitar and uh, my homie Matt does vocals and uh, my other homie does one plays drums and where it's, it's kind of a more punk leaning hardcore band, more like trash talk or like the nerve agents or um, yeah, just like, like the stuff that we all kind of like grew up on or, you know, are are really into. So, um, but it's called only shallow and uh, we're trying to record a demo pretty soon. Um, We have like a bunch of songs written and, uh, pretty excited about that um as far as the label uh the the most recent update came out uh or went up on on like february 12th so it was like a valentine's day update and that was a mountain man seven inch mountain man is like x x last lights uh dudes when i loved last lights that was super cool totally uh the tourniquet lp which is um their only their only LP uh, or their only full length, but it, it never got pressed to, to, to vinyl. So um, that was that, and I think what was that uh, process with that with the Tourniquet LP? Because because what I thought they were a newer band, but that's an older band, right? Uh, they've been around for a couple of years. Um, oh, okay, they're right, all yeah. like our age, you know. Uh, oh, okay. They they released the I really so like that record's the artwork been for it. What'd you say? I said I really like the artwork for it. Oh yeah, yeah. Chris, the uh, the singer actually did all that. He, he I think he collaged a bunch of pictures together from like the tour they did 
um, to like out, 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 out basically to the West Coast and back. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that record's been out for a little bit, um, like release wise, but it, it had never been pressed LP. And I kind of hit up Chris and was like, hey, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to do this. And he was just like, yep, okay, we're all in. So, you know, that was that. And, uh, it didn't, it didn't take any, any kind of like, you know, convincing. I just was like, Hey, I want to, I want to put the, 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 rep, the, the, the full length out on LP. And, uh, he was just like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that was that. And, um, yeah, it, it, it was, it was pretty easy. The, the pressing plant that I go through has kind of been a pain in the butt, uh, to get in contact with about, a, about over a few different things, but yeah, that's kind of just the game you play putting stuff out. So yeah, I've heard, uh, uh as far as like, I was just going to say, I heard there's, yes, you know, every once in a while you always hear that there's like pressing delays, like uh, always. Oh, dude, it's, it's been like, I, my, my friend Brian, um, who runs Funeral Party, uh, we talk probably every, every day, if not every other day of the week. And, um, he's, he's obviously been doing a lot of really cool stuff and been releasing a lot of stuff for a lot of cool bands. Uh, but he had an LP that was like, I think he put the pre-order up for it in like July Mm. And it had already like it had already been to press by then. I think it was it was a repress for that for the the fearing the band fearing it was their LP, but it already it had already been to press for like a month or two, and he didn't he didn't get co- his copies back until like November. Damn, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was, yeah, he was just like we talk about it. He'd be like, yeah, I guess the fearing LP is gonna show up sometime. <laughs> So <laughs> I know pre-order yeah, that can kinda, be, that can be uh tough sometimes. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of just I, I uh my girlfriend and I were talking about it like on the way home from dinner um which is kind of funny that like we're talking about this now, but uh I like waited, I ordered um this band, the band You and I, like the Screamo band. Mm. I ordered like uh, a collection LP from some label like last it, they put it up for for pre-order last January like not this past January but like <laughs> January 2020 and uh <laughs> they didn't like they didn't like update anyone who bought the records like me and like two other friends from here in Rochester bought the LP and they didn't like update anyone about it <laughs> until like July and they were like oh yeah this is uh this is still be still at press you know I was just like okay like I was kind of just thinking that was 25 bucks it was just gone like i didn't care anymore and then we had we had moved apartments um sometime last summer early early last summer and like i emailed the label saying like oh like i i moved this is my order number whatever no response i was like oh well okay that's fine and then i got like a shipping confirmation in november and was like oh my god like (laughs) i just figured that was gone i didn't think that was i was even gonna get that you know and uh (laughs) That was kind of funny, but yeah, we were just talking about that, talking about like delays and pressing plants and stuff, and you know, you just you kind of just expect it when you're 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 a part of <laughs> this, I guess. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just part of it for sure. Yeah, it's you know, it's one of those things where I'm just like, well, if if someone buys a record for me, it's like you're gonna get it, you know. Yeah. If, if, I, if I have delays, like I'll keep you, I'll keep you in the loop if I can, but like, right. you're going to get it. Don't worry. You know? Um, but as far as, as far as future stuff, uh, I'm trying to think I, I've, I've been trying to like touch base with bands that I'm, I've been like in contact with about having them in the pipeline this year. Cause like stuff that I really like. And, uh, there's a band from Buffalo that we're working with, um, called Scumfire who are super cool. They're, mm-hmm. um, they, they have like a really early death wish like death wish ink sound and that's really cool kind of mm-hmm. like i don't know uh kind of like rise and fall but like not rise and fall it's super it's 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 really really good and i and i wish i could describe it in a better way but mm-hmm. when i'm on the spot i guess i can't really process the thought um but that's really cool that that'll be out eventually and uh there's a band from Las Vegas called Close Combat who I like a lot, and I've been in touch with them. And um, it, it just sounds like, it, you know, being from Las Vegas, it sounds like an East Coast band, and that was like what sold me on it. I was just like, yeah, this is great. Hell yeah. Um, we got some stuff in the works with Drows coming out, I think, sometime this year. 
uh, we've been like tossing ideas back and forth about like uh, maybe a VHS, but um, dude, yeah, we'll have to see. <laughs> Let me know. I I know a couple people for that. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I I would like a a, a faster turnaround time than than the last one that I did. So for sure, uh, I did I did one I did one for Undeath, the actually band from here. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, yeah, we did. So the the singer of Undeath um was actually in the band Drews, which I, I did a lot with in that's four. A, that's a sick band. Uh, name. You know, yeah, same dudes and um same dude. And uh they did a live like live session and we're looking to like release it somehow and uh I hit up Alex the singer and was like, Hey, like I'll put it out, you know? <laughs> And it did really well for the label, which is really cool. And I'm really lucky that I got to do it. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of the idea with the the Drowse one. Um, the idea has been tossed back and forth. It's like they have a live stream that's coming up uh, for a for a website kind of soon, and um, we might do that. But we're we're still trying to figure it out, trying to figure out like logistics and stuff for it. So. But yeah, yeah, some 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 cool stuff I think coming out this year, and uh, we're we're really excited about it. So, damn dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I definitely gotta fucking uh, peep that stuff. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, I've uh, yeah, even when we were working together, yeah, I always digged uh, what you were doing or whatever, and uh, I I think that was definitely before I was doing Powerline, you know, like a, a year, yeah, a, yeah. a year or two was- before that. Yeah, it's funny. It's like when when I saw you when I saw you start doing you know the zine and and like everything you started doing, I was like, damn, like that is super cool. Like I wish I had been there for that, you know, because like yeah. that would have been something that I probably would have uh, like felt a little more attached to than like sitting in my fucking apartment in L.A. You know, yeah, like shit, <laughs> de- depressed and like drinking all this, all the time. So. <laughs> Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> you you totally be on. You're you're welcome. You're honorary Powerline staff whenever you're in uh, LA. I love it. That's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the other thing, the other thing we're doing, I think this year is uh, Grave Rust, okay. which is Fern Fern's band. Um, I t- like I said, oh, I've known right, Fern yeah. for a little bit since I lived in LA, and uh, when yeah, they just when, put out a tape. Yeah, yeah. So before they put that out, he sent me like three of those songs, and um, I was like super into it. I was like, "Oh, what are you, what are you doing with these?" And he's like, "Oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do a tape, um, you know, try to keep it local." And I was like, "That's cool. Like, I totally, I am all about that kind of shit." Uh, and then I was like, "But if you guys want to do something else later in the year, let me know." And he got back to me like three days later and was like, "Yeah, we're in for that." And I was like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> so hell yeah, that'll be a. Uh, uh, probably a, hopefully a summer thing. I know. Did you ever? Um, do you ever remember his his other band before that a few years ago called Harm? Harm. Yeah, yeah I loved Harm. That I, shit was great. I my homie was the drummer for that, and fucking. Uh, I I didn't know Fern at the time, but they're they're dope. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. I never got to see him, um, but I so before before I even knew Fern, I found. I found that like the, the, the demo or the F house sessions or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, I found it on like the B nine board. Oh really? And it was just, yeah. And I was just like, Oh, this is cool. Like I like the art, you know, and I listened to it and I was like, yeah, this is up my alley. You know, I liked it and, uh, got to know him a little bit when I lived in California and wait, the B nine board's not yeah. still up, is it? No, no, the B nine that like that that got deleted a couple of years ago. I'm like what? Um, yeah, that that shit's gone. But they have there's another thing called uh, Board is Life. It's like the same thing. I think I heard of that. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing run by like people who are just all on the B nine. You know, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious and uh, super funny. <laughs> it's all it's all exactly what you'd expect from people who are on the B nine. <laughs> Damn B nine days! I just remember that fucking that backdrop or whatever. Oh, dude, I, I love that shit. I would be on that shit all the time in, in like high school. And uh, <laughs> admittedly, when we worked together, I spent a lot of time on my phone, <laughs> mm. uh, also surfing the B nines. So oh, yeah. yeah, no, my homies would all my homies would usually always be on it, and I would just be looking over their shoulder like, 
reading all the fucked up comments and like weird. Yeah, shit. all the, the. Oh my god, dude, that shit. It was it was a, a lawless land, you know, the <laughs> wild west. <laughs> I know. Damn. Well, we have other we have other things now to voice our shitty opinions. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> other um, ways to get in trouble. Yeah, exactly, dude. Well, um, what do you uh, what have you been fucking like bumping or uh, into like this past year or at, of recently as far as like bands or even other like labels? Um, other labels. Okay, so other labels. We have like I we have this this Instagram group chat of like four four labels, five labels maybe, and uh, it's it's me, um, practiced hatred from Las Vegas who are really really cool. I like that yeah. a lot. He's he's been releasing a lot of yeah he's been releasing a lot of cool shit. Um, a new morality scene. I love Nick. Dude, super nice guy. Nick's like, the king, dude. Uh, yes like just a, a homie you know yeah. like has bought a bunch of stuff even before we became friends and like i've always i've liked what he's doing a lot like he's put out a lot of really great bands uh <clears throat> there's convulse adam from convulse i i love that dude i've known that dude for a while now totally. too um i met him on like an old wounds tour um we were like just talking six about years them. ago we were just talking about them on the last podcast with steph from uh punitive damage and regional justice the the, I think oh, they cool, did this cool. uh, punitive did a seven inch with them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, for, I actually totally forgot about that. I, I have that seven inch in a stack of unsorted records over there somewhere. So, um, yeah, Adam's super cool. He's been doing a lot of really great stuff and uh, doesn't seem to be slowing down, which is awesome. And I'm, I'm obviously very stoked for him. So, um, and then there's a label from, I believe, Cleveland called uh delayed gratification records dgr records um and that dude's been doing a lot of cool stuff he did the this band called and and in and love yeah okay love in love uh and that was really cool that like took me totally by surprise and like i heard it and was like yo this is awesome um so we kind of we kind of like hit it off from there and like he bought a drowse lp when it came out and we were like i like your band that you just released from and like he's like i like your band so we kind of hit it off really well uh so those are all the labels that i've been like really really like fucking with pretty heavy and uh then like funeral party like brian and i have been friends for a really long time and i he's been consistently putting out really great post-punk or like goth shit Mm. um so that's really great and uh the new sculpture club record which he, he just put up um like last week i think members of choir boy uh i like i from what he sent me i like that a lot i haven't heard i don't think i've heard the whole thing yet but i've heard like the singles and like maybe one more track and uh, it's super cool um and then like obviously like youth attack which is a label that i feel like i ate pretty hard but uh that label has just been constantly inspiring and mark mccoy just does some of the coolest uh some of the coolest stuff i feel like going in hardcore right now in punk um constantly putting out great bands even though like they might share similar members but it's all consistently great and the packaging is wild and like i don't know just the whole presentation of it is 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 really great so i feel like that's a label that uh you know i'll never get tired of hopefully because i have a lot of records that i have to sell if i did (laughs) um (laughs) which would be a hassle uh but yeah that's then there's a there's a couple bands that I'm, i'm really like into pretty heavy right now there's a band from huntington beach called blood Bo- or i'm sorry not blood boss blood boss is a convulse band um blood stains blood stains they're super cool okay. they sound a lot like uh tsol and the adolescents and stuff so um yeah that's really great and uh what else what else what else oh man I feel like I have a constant rotation of like shit on my phone that I'm like listening oh, dude, to. Dude, I know whenever that. someone asks me, when I I totally blank all the time. When I, what are you listening to right now? Yeah, it's like uh, I don't know, man. Probably rancid or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, I was uh, I was thinking, fucking. What do you think? Top four, top four hardcore labels. What do you think? Number one. Do you four. think number one's probably? Uh, no, I don't know. I guess it's personal choice. I would say as far as output, it's got to be maybe Rev, no? As far as, like, the best overall. Uh, I don't know, though. So I'm I'm, I'm pretty 
I'm pretty picky. But then there's like I Death like Wish and Reaper, movies. you know. So okay, so I like. Uh, let me let me let me try to like. I'm trying to think of other like, OG labels. What like in effect? No, that's like another New York. Yeah. Um. It was a lot of like semi majors back then, right? Yeah, there there were a lot of a lot of labels that like I feel like kind of popped off pretty hard, and then either like stayed on the trajectory of going up, like Victory probably. I, I guess Victory is right. kind of Victory, one of the ones. That okay, like, yeah, definitely. I would say yeah, I would say it's between Victory and Rev for that number one spot. Yeah, okay, so like Victory obviously like you know started off just like objectively too, like on. not that that's my personal, but just objectively out of output and bands and like. Yeah. history like i don't know um i guess my my top four would probably be discord oh yeah because that's course. like you know that's yeah that's like ground level for me man like you know all those early seven inches the flexure had kind of like yeah and then true. going into like the next wave of being like the revolution summer stuff so maybe um, discord number like, one <laughs> yeah yeah discord is like no one really does it better than discord yeah. you know and, I, and i'll and i'll like take that to my grave they kind of laid the blueprint yeah exactly like all those they were all just like kids finding out how to like press records and, yeah. and assemble assemble layouts and stuff so um dude my homie discord john is my number one my homie john shout out my homie john uh he has like a og og uh in my eyes uh like seven inch or whatever and he showed me like that's super cool. It looks straight up like like some homemade. I'm like, damn, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like that shit's super cool. You know, like that's kind of what inspired me as a kid to like try to put together a zine or you know like my first band's like demo CD. Like I I, I still have it somewhere around in my. I'm actually in my uh, our second bedroom in our in our apartment. Um, it's like our our like, office space. Like all the Sawyer stuffs like to my left and like all of Katie's like art supply stuff is around here somewhere too. And, um, actually I might be in the back room, but whatever. Uh, yeah. So like I have, uh, my, my first band's, um, like CD lyric layout still, you know, to this day, like I've, I've held on to it because it's just like one of those things that I, I can't throw out. Cause I feel like, I feel like I'd be wasting it, yeah. you know, wasting a memory or something. But it's around here, you know, and like I did all that shit, like I hand wrote all the lyrics and like pasted pictures together and pasted like a thank you list together, and yeah. So Discord were the they they're they're number one for me for sure. Um, uh, obviously a big Deathwish fan. Like I loved all the early Deathwish releases, all the middle middle tier Deathwish releases. Like Yo, that, gonna, that, that label. Um, I was gonna say we're. Uh coming up on the hate to put this kind of question right at the end but we got like a minute and a half left but oh no in. oh man but death wish what what would be other two real quick okay death wish probably bridge nine because that yeah. really got me into a lot of stuff and then youth attack for sure like youth attack is like the label that like yeah i forgot I, about bridge i find nine. myself always finding new stuff that i might not own and i'll be like oh that's fucking sick you know like yeah. That's it right there. Damn, Bridge Nine. I, I forgot about Bridge Nine, bro. Because, yeah, I kind of grew up more on that, like, you know, Half Heart and all that shit. Come back. Yeah, so did I. Like, I, the first Bridge Nine release I bought was Still Nothing Moves You, like, Ceremony, you know? Ooh. So, like. My personal yeah. favorite Ceremony record. That's mine, too. Like, that shit is so good. Yo, well, yeah, a minute minute left here, but yo, it was so fun to have you on finally. And I know we've been talking about this for a little bit now, so I'm stoked. Um, totally, dude. Um, like you were saying, maybe we could have, you know, one of uh, your bands on after this, but it was it was awesome talking with you, man. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad dude. you're well, and it uh, seems like you're doing really well, man, and hopefully we uh, see, in, see you in person soon. Thanks, man. It's good to talk to you, too. I'm, I'm home. Glad you're doing well, and uh, would love to see you. Uh, I just got to say one thing before we go. Uh, shout out to Dog Bites Back, all creative right. director basically of all the stuff the label does, all and right. uh, all right, this was a lot of fun. So, <laughs> All right, bro. Well, I'll leave you here. I'll see you, bro. All right, man. Have a good night. You too. Powerline, we're out.